Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? What position are you playing, Sarah? I'm playing in Katie McCabe's position, so tell her to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're joined by Jess Kelly, News Talks tech correspondent in partnership with Virgin Media. Bring your A-game with 99.9% broadband reliability. I love it. I mean, it's the best thing out there. Gets me, gets me all nostalgic. Yeah. Jess. Well done, Jess. Thanks, Nathan. Welcome. Appreciate it. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Great. EA Sports. It's in the game. FIFA. She's going to talk FIFA and Pro Evo. This is... But this right, is right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though you're crap. I, as soon as I knew you were on this morning, I was like, okay, talk about something that he'll actually know about. <laughs> so um, it's kind of sad news. It was announced last year, last May, that EA Sports and FIFA are no longer going to be partnering on one of the biggest gaming titles of all time, FIFA. Um, so 20, the FIFA 23 is the last iteration. And this is because FIFA wanted a billion dollars for uh, the honour of having the FIFA branding on the game. And EA Sports weren't willing to do that. So now they're going to make what's called EA Sports FC that'll be out this September. But I think it's an interesting one because, like, obviously FIFA is FIFA. But EA Sports has built up this reputation over 30 years. And now it'll be interesting to see if the fans will follow EA Sports or will they wait and see what FIFA does? Because they're saying that they will make their own version of a game. That will be in 2024. But we've seen before where these famous companies, these very, very powerful brands will go off and do their own thing because, you know, they're either eyes on money or different agendas. And then they fail because they don't have the expertise of the likes of EA in their corner. So I'm interested to see what happens. Is there any information as to whether FIFA, the uh, the rulers of football, yeah. have taken all of the staff from EA Sports to replicate no, so, game. so what's interesting is EA has, so they have, there's a few different game houses within EA. So EA Sports is just one iteration of it. So there's the wider EA company. Um, and they also, EA has also retained more than 300 of the partners that mm. are part of the FIFA game. So you have the likes of Premier League, you have the likes of Nike, you've, like all of the individual partners are sticking with EA. Um, and EA is saying that, Breaking away from FIFA will give them greater freedom to innovate a little bit more when it comes to the game. Uh, so if you're a fan of FIFA, which I know you are, Shane, are you a FIFA fan? I I used to enjoy watching people play FIFA. Oh, That's just my, weird. I know. My brother was good at FIFA. I uh, Yeah, I was one of those people who, funny enough, I was of that generation who I went outside and played football with my friends. Well, rather than lots of people can do both. Can do, both. do both. Like it is... It's fascinating how it's developed from like sensible soccer back in the day, which was obviously the most basic of things. And then there was the, are you pro Evo or are you FIFA? And pro Evo didn't have all of those deals. So yeah. uh, you would play as Manchester United wouldn't be called Manchester United. None of the teams would be called their real names. And f- even though pro Evo was maybe a more playable game, mm-hmm. FIFA had a bit of gravitas because you could be Liverpool or Manchester United, which is what kids would generally want. But FIFA now, while they have 300 partnerships, have lost some. So you haven't been able to be Juventus yes. for recent times. You it, you can't play Brazil in as an international side. So they have lost some of them. But I still think, and listen, I'm sure FIFA feel it's called FIFA, so they deserve their billion. Yeah. But 
so many people, when they think FIFA, if you say, if you were to walk out in the Grafton Street and say, what is FIFA? I would say at least 50%, if not more, would say it's a video game. <laughs> there, there are around 150 million uh, games have been sold. It is one of the most lucrative deals. It's worth billions in terms of sales over the last two or three decades. So, and that's what I mean at the top about, you know, will FIFA actually be the biggest loser here because they won't have the naming rights. And although some of the teams and there may be subtle changes within the EA game, if you're a gamer, you're probably going to want the best gaming experience and you may be willing to make a compromise on what team you can be or what player you can have and so on. And I think that if FIFA doesn't come out with something that is going to blow you out of the water, it's going to have been for nothing, essentially, just for the sake of an extra few quid. So it'll be interesting to see how well the EA Sports FC does when it comes out in September. Do you think you'll get it, Nathan? Uh, I would expect so. I'll, it'll be demanded that, that I get it uh, in in my house. Um, yeah, The fact that they have the partnerships. Now, FIFA yeah. can obviously say, well, you can play the World Cup on whatever their game will be. But they also have FIFA Pro, which is the players organisation. It's really interesting the where the money trickles down to. Mm. So the PFAI in Ireland, which represents the players, the League of Ireland players, their main source of revenue is through sales of the FIFA computer game because they're associated with FIFA Pro mm. and they receive so much money to have the rights of all their players that that trickles down through all the players' organisations. So the fact that Seamus Coleman and Matt Doherty are named in that mm. means that the money comes back into Irish football again and you'd have to assume the FIFA Pro are going to stick with EA Sports because there's the guaranteed revenue. Unless FIFA can go to the various national organisations and somehow force their hand that they need to go with them, but it's hard to see how you can come up with a game that can compete with the graphics but that's and what the it comes playability down to. of FIFA. Yeah. Like It's like me saying I can host off the ball because I know how to talk on TV and radio, but I have none of the sporting knowledge. So which would you rather? Would uh, you, you rather watch James one of these? Here. You could bluff it, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, okay. yeah. Maybe so not the best example. Case in point. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's that thing of you can be the best at uh, in terms of you know name recognition in the world of football, but then be crap at making video games. And these games are expensive enough. So if when we get the early previews of whatever the new FIFA game is going to be comes out, and if it looks naff, or if we have something like we had with Cyberpunks where they've been working on it for ages, but the game is buggy and glitchy and doesn't work, people aren't going to spend between 60 and 90 euro to buy it. And that could be the downfall. If 2024 is the first year where we don't have a FIFA game mm. but we have EA Sports FC it could be the end of FIFA's involvement in the franchise and again once again it's all about money we have some B-roll footage here I think this is from the new this is the EA Sports this is the EA Sports version. FC and there's only short trailers available of it um, but they're very much trying to get the messaging out there that you're, no, you're not going to be playing generic football team one against generic football team two. They are very much focused on the innovation in terms of the graphics, um, the like in, ensuring that you have all of the competitive elements that anyone who's played the FIFA franchise over the last 30 years will want. They also have, EA also has the NHL, the PGA Tour, Formula One. So, again, they're not solely reliant on the football side of things. They have a big franchise. We're seeing a huge development in terms of the NHL and the Formula One side of things. So I think it's only a matter of time before, like, there's a potential for a proper wow moment, I think, for the fans of FIFA without FIFA. They've been very smart in how they've developed it as well. So Football Manager was obviously a huge game that mm. I've spoken about. is an obsessive game and it's still there and you can still play Football Manager. But 
within FIFA there's basically a football manager mode yeah. as well so like it frustrates the life out of me when I go in to the sitting room and the kids are playing FIFA but they're not actually playing a master just simming all the games and managing the teams and signing the players but also as all of these games do now uh, the ultimate team where you are constantly having to actually invest more money. So you buy the game and then you're spending money on points to be able to buy better players for when you're playing online. It's a never-ending circle you're of spending real-life money. Or real-life money. So and that, that's with all uh, computer games now, whether it's uh, Fortnite or Roblox or whatever. You, like the Fortnite, purchases. I think, at least is free when you buy it initially. Yeah. So FIFA, you still pay for. You pay your, was it 60? 60, 60 or 70 quid, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You still then... They want to have the newest, um, I'm going to start getting lost in the terminology yeah. right now. I'm going to say the newest uh, skins and the newest players and oh, all yeah. of that. Yeah. I know you do, fellow my, kids. But I know this. <laughs> but, so this is... Uh, but that's how they make money. So, the, so well, it's my young lad's birthday soon and he's not asking for a game. He's asking for... Downloadable content. V-Bucks. Yeah. And he's asking what? for money to put on his FIFA game that he's already paid 60, 70 quid for. So, but we've spoken about this before and we've kind of touched upon it over the last few weeks here as well. A lot of these companies aren't making... Although they're like the, their revenue sheets would show that there's money coming in they're not making enough money to sustain them and as time goes on the creation of this content is only going to get more expensive so if you look at mobile gaming or if you look at any of the big titles for the consoles the way they're bringing extra revenue in is either through game pass subscriptions or that downloadable downloadable content whereby you pay anything from you know 199 right through to 40 quid for updates or extra tokens or whatever it is that's how they're going to make money and i think this, we're going to get into a slippery slope where people are going to be paying for all their streaming services all their live entertainment and then have to take out essentially a second mortgage just to sustain their gaming habit because it does get pretty expensive do you guys fall for the um, the in-app purchases on your phones i have a couple of so you know the the flight radar app flight radar 24 mm. where you can track the airplanes and stuff I mean, you, I know. You, you I can, love that. You pay. I, if, I'm, if, I'm out, if I'm out walking at home and I see a plane, I'm like, I wonder where that's going. Really? Uh, yeah. London to Cairo, 36,000 feet. You know, the airline, the I speed. I don't know why I care or what the everything. aim of it is. I, pay, I paid the in app purchase for. Um, so there's a generic airplane image for each mm. plane, but if you pay extra. So the 747 is in the shape of a 747 and the A380 is in that shape Dang. and the helicopters appear as a helicopter. No, ah, so we have to take your card away from I know. You. My, my second most used app is the Night Sky app where you're, you're out at night and you can. You know, it's, uh, it uses that whole VR stars, augmented yeah. reality stuff where you point, you can. I click thought on I was star. the biggest dork in the office, but clearly I'm not. No, it's, it's Shane. Yeah, the in-app. Oh, oh no, well, uh, t- take the mantle, 100. <laughs> uh, percent No, I've been love those, love those apps. Uh, the in-app oh. purchases, I get, I get drawn into. So if I was a FIFA fan, I'd be. I don't understand people who don't use Flight Radar. Like you know, yeah. when you're at Manchester Airport, yeah, you oh, and airport. everybody is queuing, and I'm like. The plane hasn't even landed. Hasn't the, the plane has just left Dublin. Yeah. All you got to do is check here. Oh, it might be a different plane. It's like, it's not. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't walk around the sky going, oh, I wonder what that is. I've no interest in that. But the, the in-app purchases thing, there's a serious side to this beyond kind of being able to tweak your um, airplane and helicopter images. Uh, it's a bit of a gateway into the more compulsive side of mm. gaming and gambling and so on. And a lot of people don't necessarily realise that that's the case. I like a few years ago when it was a Candy Crush was massive and people were reporting that they were, you know, buying the add-ons extra coins for 199 
and suddenly before they knew it they'd spent three grand on individual 199 purchases over 30 days so I think there, you know it's worth noting that you can turn off or control aspects of your in-app purchases and I think one of the worst and best things to ever happen is the Apple Pay and the Google Pay that you oh, can yeah. just double click and do oh, it instantly so easy so, too easy. Uh, very briefly, Jess, and uh, I guess airplanes and uh, carbon footprint is a nice segue into this, but uh, Microsoft is updating the Xbox to become the first carbon-aware console. Yeah, this is kind of cool, and it's good for the environment, but also for your pocket. If you do have an Xbox, uh, you may know that it just goes on to standby mode. When it's on that, it can add between 60 to 100 quid to your energy bills, is not ideal. So now Microsoft is pushing an update that will make it more energy efficient. Uh, if there's a big update uh, due or if you are downloading content uh, games and so on, the console will know the most efficient time from an energy point of view when to do that. So it could be between 2 and 6 a.m. in the morning. Uh, it'll also then go into sleep mode rather than standby mode. It still won't take a day and a half to, to boost up or anything like that. But they're all just about trying to lower the carbon emissions and also your energy bills, which is good news. Uh, by standby mode, you mean if you turn off the Xbox, it's still on? When it's on, the little the light is on, yeah. Okay. Jesus. Right. Save Always the planet, guys. It. Yeah. But it's also save your pockets. Like well, yeah. The energy bills, the consoles are bonkers. Very often I'll come home and I'll turn the source button on the TV and I'll see that the thing, the console is still on a game, still loading and just in the background. That is not good for anyone from an energy point of view or from a financial point of view. So always make sure you turn it off. Jess, great stuff as always. Thank you a million for popping in. OTB AM With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.